Welcome to Revolution Podcast, a place where we discuss the Bible, culture, faith, and why it matters for you. I'm Quinn, and this is my co-host, Chase. And if you're looking for a podcast that explores the revolutionizing power of Christ in your life, then this is the show for you. Hello, Revolution family. We are back for for uh, for an episode today, which we're we got recording it. right now. Oh, yeah. Man, stuck the landing, hey? Oh, yeah. Ten points? Ten points. Ten points. Very good. Um, today, we are talking about forgiveness. Forgiveness is a huge part of the story of the Bible okay. and how we're reconciled to God and all these different things. But forgiveness is not just this big, big concept. It's also something that, you know, on a human level, not just in the Christian world, but outside, like forgiveness is talked about all over the place, right? Like, mm-hmm. is, is it better to forgive somebody or not to? Where's the line? Do you forgive somebody who's hurt you really, really badly or just somebody that you want to be friends with? Um, what does it actually mean to forgive a person? What does that look like? Yeah. Um, yeah, forgiveness isn't just something that's important in the Christian worldview. It's uh, something that's discussed and talked about and debated in lots of worldviews, right? Some people yeah. would say, don't forgive anybody, right? If somebody hurts you, you keep moving forward. Some people would say, forgive everybody and love everybody equally with open arms and don't have any, like, you know, don't treat anybody differently because of anything they've done. And it's like, well, where do you work within that? How do you actually live with this idea of forgiveness? How do you actually practice it? And why as believers, do we practice it? And what does that look like? So man, forgiveness, big topic. But Quinn, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing good. You know what? Went out for a nice drive in my truck. You have a truck, Quinn? Yeah, I do. Stop. Is it standard or automatic? It's standard. That's so amazing. So what I'm working on it? I'm working on not stalling it because right. I've never driven standard before. Of so course. I went up and I drove it a little bit and it was kind of sketch. It was like kind of mm-hmm. early in the morning. So I was like, let's not screech the tires. Let's not make Did some. you drive it here? I did. <gasps> I haven't seen it yet. Oh, we're going to have to go see it after we're done yeah. here. Oh, I didn't see you come in. Okay, that's very exciting. What color is your truck? Bright yellow. Bright. Oh. We yep. can... We that- can that was the one downside. So like I was right. talking to Chase about me getting <clears throat> my truck and mm. we were at work and I was like telling all these great things about oh, the truck and I the price so and whatnot. Ex- I was like, man. And then I was flying off. The you were like, what color is it? And I was like, shoulders kind of slump and I'm like, it's yellow. Oh, and Chase was like, so everything sad. sounded good until you said that it was yellow. It and hurt I was like, my soul to know this. But the nice thing about the colors that we can paint over it, right? Totally. I yeah. think I'm just going to take a paintbrush and just hand paint it. That would be very nice. Maybe maybe to get some purple and like just see what oh. happens. If you Just put my initials on the hood. Just nice. QG. Q in purple G. and the rest of the truck is black. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, 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 wow. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. This is good. Um, forgiveness, Quinn. Right. Tell me, where do you want to start off this conversation with forgiveness? Yeah. I think, well, Chase, you talked about how forgiveness is a big theme throughout the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so I think one of the best places to look is the Bible. Look at um, the forgiveness that God has towards us as a human race Mm. as we fail time and time and time again. Mm. Um, So a lot of the Old Testament, um, we we mess up. Like, um, Bring me back to the garden. Tell me about that. How does forgiveness play into like this very first story in the mm -hmm. Bible? Yeah. So in Genesis, uh, we have perfect human... Uh, unity with God, right? Yeah. We're in the garden. Um, we're perfect up until this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Eve, Adam and Eve eat the apple and eyes are opened, right? Yeah. And we've sinned against God. We have done wrong against God's perfect creation. We mm-hmm. are no longer perfect. And so that creates separation against God. And God then takes Adam and Eve out of the garden, right? Yeah. yeah. 
and he says um he gives them some things like your uh, childbirth will be painful yeah. for women and certain things but it doesn't actually change the love that god has for his people hmm. right Unpack that for me so i i also want to think about like our time today right sure i think about for, for my parents, I mess up, mm. I sin against my parents, right. my parents, they still love me. And right. for God who is outside of the human, uh, more than just outside of, he's outside of just earth, mm. right? Yeah. He he still loves his children. Yeah. And if he didn't love his children, he wouldn't forgive them, right? right. But he forgives them and he says, you still go out and multiply. You still mm. out and create a nation so that I can love the whole human race. Mm right? He, sure. he forgives them even though they've done wrong because he is good and he is just and he is loving. Right. Can I, okay, so let me let me um, take this. So we can see kind of the theme of God's, uh, people sinning against God and God forgiving them. That mm -hmm. kind of starts in the garden yeah. and it plays out a bunch of times, especially throughout the entire New Te uh, Old Testament, sorry. Um, but you said something, interesting. you said God will, like God forgives his children. Um, so does that mean God forgives everybody? I would say so. Every, uh, um, let me ask you this. Does okay. God forgive everybody unconditionally, right? Like everybody is forgiven by God, no matter what. Mm -hmm. I, I would, he, he loves everybody unconditionally. Mm -hmm. And I would say he forgives them then. Sure. Um, what, what do you, I, I haven't honestly thought about this. Yeah, no, it's all good. So, so the reason I ask, the reason it's interesting is because like, that's like, um, you read about stories um, like Sodom and Gomorrah, mm -hmm. right? Where God destroys the entire city. Um, did he forgive everybody in there? Um, you read stories like Ananias and Sapphira in the New Testament, right? When they um, Ananias sold his property and only gave some of it to the apostles, but he told them he gave them all of the money and then God strikes them both dead. Did he forgive them? Um, and then you read about um, Jesus uh, says that, um, at the end of all days, some people will come to him and say, Lord, Lord, did we not perform great signs in your name? Did mm -hmm. we not proclaim your name to the nations? And Jesus will say, depart from me, I never knew you. Mm -hmm. um, so does God forgive those people? Does And then you hear about parables like the wedding feast, right? Where God, where um, the king casts people out uh, into the darkness where there's great weeping and gnashing mm -hmm. of teeth and that's hell, right? So does God forgive those people? So I'm just trying to uh, maybe unpack this idea of forgiveness. And because I, I think you're right, God does forgive his children. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm wondering, do you think that means God forgives everybody? Is everybody a child of God? maybe is the question there. Again, I haven't thought about this. That's all good. Um, so so the reason, uh, yeah. So again, I, I think there's an interesting thing where, where God calls in the Old Testament, the nation of Israel, his children, right? Uh, he, he talks about himself in the terms of uh, uh, sort of a father to them, a mother to them, very like this parental relationship. Uh, in the New Testament, we see that expanded with Jesus um, saying, when you pray, pray like this, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Um, and so people who are God's children will always be forgiven by him, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, but I think maybe the picture the Bible paints is that um, not everybody is a child of God, right? So the reason mm -hmm. I asked, does God forgive people um, unconditionally? Uh, you know, what does Paul say? Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, right? Oh, yeah. For those who belong to Christ, their sins are as far as the East from the West, right? So it, it, it is um, a matter in some sense of 
coming to God first and asking for that forgiveness, right? Mm-hmm. Ask that pardon is freely offered, right? Like this is a gift of grace and it is there, um, but we have to accept that, right? We have to engage with the gift of forgiveness. Yeah. Um, and I think in like the Old Testament, we see that's why God sends the prophets to Israel, right? They're like, repent, come back to God, turn away from your wicked ways. Because like you said, sin creates that um, separation and distance from God, right? God mm-hmm. can't dwell with sin. And so that's why the prophets come to the to Israel and they're like cast away the sin from you or else like or or like or, or else God cannot dwell with you. God mm-hmm. loves you. He wants to be your father, but you can't keep practicing these wicked things and still be close with him. Um but on the theme of forgiveness, I think that's the amazing thing, right? Is God's faithfulness in the face of human sinfulness, right? In the mm-hmm. Old Testament, the Israelites turn away from him again and again and again and again, and yet he provides miracles. He provides leaders. He provides sustenance. He provides direction and safety and protection. And he he forms this thing called a covenant between them, right? Which is like a... Um, almost a marriage, right? Where it has this promise, kind of a legal obligation of I'll do this and you do this, mm-hmm. like a contract. Yeah. But I would, I would compare it to a marriage because there's also this relational aspect that's established mm-hmm. in it. And, and the story of God's people, of God's children is that we fail our side of the covenant every time, but God mm-hmm. always upholds his. Yeah. And so, uh, again, you see that play out in so many stories with Israel, even just like after Moses brings them out of the desert, or sorry, out of um, Egypt into the desert, um, God has performed this mighty miracle. He sent this great leader, Moses, to them, um, 10 plagues upon the Egyptians out of the Red Sea, drowned Pharaoh and his army. And then, you know, Moses goes up on the mountain, on Mount Sinai for a little bit, and they they make a golden calf. And and it says, again, as multiple times throughout that narrative, they wanted to return to the land of Egypt. God brought his people out of slavery, and they wanted to run right back. And yet he keeps bringing them forward, bringing them to repentance, bringing them to show them his character and his love for them. And yes, he forgets. And every time, like, you know, whenever, whenever the people come, whenever there's a king who wants to repent, whenever people lay aside those evil things and say, God, like, like, forgive me. I'm so unworthy. Even like, we don't, this is the amazing part of the forgiveness. They didn't deserve that forgiveness, but he gives it to them anyways. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my thoughts there. Um, and I, I think you're right. God, God would forgive anybody. Absolutely. And he's willing to, and he, his, mm-hmm. his, his grace and his love and salvation is offered to Everybody, anybody can accept that without like without qualification. Anybody in the world could accept yep. his gift of salvation. However, and, and this is part of the message of the gospel. That's why Jesus comes and says, repent and believe the kingdom of God is at hand. You're running out of time. You need to accept this gift, right? Um, so that that was, sorry, that was the reason I pushed back a little bit. It was no. just to kind of unpack the ideas there. Yeah. Um, because I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't want people walking away thinking, well, you know, whatever I do, God's just gonna forgive me because I'm his child. It's like, no, you, you need to come on your knees before God. Yeah. Um, the way we forgive other people and the way God forgives us is um, related in the sense that both should are are like ours is um, it, it should be um, without merit, right? We for, we forgive people though they don't deserve it. The same mm-hmm. way God forgives people though they don't deserve it. Um, but but it is different um, in the sense that um, we're called to forgive people unconditionally and leave justice to God. God, on the other hand, 
um, is the one dealing out justice. And so we can forgive and say, this is in your hands, God, but that does mean that God is going to take it into his hands. So I wouldn't want people, again, walking away thinking um, that, you know, everybody's going to get saved and everybody's going to be okay in the end because God just loves everybody. God does. Like God loves his creation. God loves his people and God will always love and forgive his children. Um, but the message of the gospel is that there is great wrath for those who mm-hmm. have sinned against God. And so the forgiveness is there. We just need to walk into it and accept it and repent from sin. So anyways. No, that was Thanks for answering a question I didn't know I had. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. It's no. uh, it's fun to unpack stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I hadn't even thought about that. And I think that's why you're my co-host. Yeah. No, it's all good. It's all good. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So kind of on that theme again of like God forgiving other people, um, I would say the major thing we see throughout um, the Old Testament is God forgives people when they least deserve it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's a, yeah. Do you want to? I think in John, there's a there's a story of the woman that's caught in adultery, mm. and um, she's kind of sat in front of all the the officials, mm. and they're about to stone her to death. Yeah. Um, and Jesus comes up and he says, "Those that are without sin, throw the first stone." Mm. And nobody throws a stone because, yeah. and Jesus is the only one that could, right. because he was without sin. Mm. But instead, he looks at this person and says. Has anybody thrown a stone? Has anybody condemned you? Neither yeah. have I. Go in peace. I forgive you. I love you, my child. Right. I think that's that's incredible. That is love. And that is forgiveness on a sense where these people thought that this lady deserved death, but Jesus said, no, actually, you deserve life. Mm. Yeah. That, I I don't know. I Part of me just can't even explain how incredible yeah. that is. Oh, it's beautiful. I know. It's, um, I mean... And you, I mean, even like the story of Peter, right? Mm-hmm. Like Peter, this kind of shady fisherman, Jesus calls him to himself. And um, Peter's a bit of a rapscallion, um, but he, but he sticks with Jesus, learns from Jesus, is brought into Jesus' inner circle, um, and is present for like the transfiguration and all these amazing things, um, like loves Jesus, right? When Jesus is washing the feet, Peter's like, just wash all of me. And Jesus is like, that's weird, bro. Um, <laughs> that's not how it goes, but <laughs> that's, you know, that's, that's my translation of the original Greek. Don't worry about it. The C- CSV, Chase standard version. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, you know, like Peter, Peter loved Jesus, right? And then, um, and then, you know, during the last supper, Jesus tells him, like, you will be the one. Like, Jude, like, you know, we, we all harp on Judas for betraying Jesus. Peter betrayed him too. Yeah. I would say, I, personally, just as harshly. Mm-hmm. Peter denied his friend, his teacher, his Messiah, and his God. He denied that person three times. Um, in front of other people. And it's like, yeah, Judas did an evil thing. Peter did an evil thing too. Um, But Peter Peter then falls on his knees before Mm -hmm. Jesus after the resurrection, after Jesus appears to them. And I mean, that that account is just beautiful, right? Um, Simon Peter, do you love me? Lord, you know that I love you. And he asked him three times um, and he says, Go and feed my sheep, right? Mm-hmm. You are the rock on which I will build my yeah. church. Mm-hmm. And then, and then we, we, you get into Acts, right? And the disciples still like they still seem a bit weak, a bit uncertain. And then Jesus 
um, ascends into heaven and then they're praying on the day of Pentecost and the spirit comes on them. And Peter of all people, cowardly Peter, who didn't have enough faith to meet Jesus on the water, who didn't love his God enough to um, stand by his name when the chips were down, who, who, who was just weak all along the way, that same Peter stands before a crowd and boldly proclaims the gospel, right? God's, God's love and forgiveness above all is effective, mm-hmm. right? It is, it, it is loving people at their worst because he knows who they are at their best. And he, he doesn't just see us mm-hmm. as we have been and as we are right now. He doesn't just see the brokenness. He sees the life that is yet to be there. And so he, he forgives us and, and yes, he will push us towards that. God's, God's forgiveness isn't soft, right? There's nothing mm-hmm. soft about God. Yeah. Um, um, and yet it is, and that, but love, love isn't soft, right? Like love is pushing people to be their best. It is, it is doing the best thing for people, even if it's difficult for them. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what God's love and forgiveness is. And so God for, yes, God, God's forgiveness is like, absolutely breathtaking right mm-hmm. um and he he doesn't just um and th- this is maybe a, a good transition point um but the last thing he'll say about god's forgiveness is that he doesn't just forgive us and leave us where we're at right he doesn't say oh you're chill and then you know walk away he pulls pushes prods makes us go into a better place he sanctifies us sometimes through difficult work Mm -hmm. sometimes through tragedy and heartbreak but he will use these circumstances of life to shape and mold us into the perfect creation that we can yet be right like we're born sinful and broken right we 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 Mm -hmm. sin because we are sinners right we're born sinners and but god when he made people back to adam and eve he made us perfect and so getting back to, and it's really easy to break something and really hard to make it again, right? Mm-hmm. Adam and Eve broke that in a second. God is forming us back into that slowly through our whole lives. Oswald Chambers once said something like, God will take all of somebody's life, all of eternity to shape them back into the person they were meant to be before the fall. And so that's what forgiveness is, right? It's like, like we come on our knees, we repent, we turn away from sin and God brings us into his fold and then starts working on us. So God, I'll just say God's forgiveness is, it's with a purpose, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just this thing. It is something that God intentions to bring us back into perfect relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to say anything else about God's forgiveness? I mean, I would love to talk about God's forgiveness towards us the mm-hmm. whole episode. We did, we're, there's a few other, um, what would you say? aspects of Mm -hmm. uh, forgiveness we want to hit on but anything else you want to say there yeah there's one of my favorite things that i love to as i was over the past couple weeks i was at camp helping serve and i was um just reading through luke and i I get to jesus's crucifixion and start reading this and i honestly started started crying beside my friend i was like please hope he didn't see me been there (laughs) um but anyways uh jesus was on the cross and it says here in luke it says and jesus said Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Jesus forgave them. When these people put Jesus on the cross, yeah. the the people who had whipped him, who had put the crown of, of thorns, they had spat on him, made fun of him, all these things for years. Yeah. And Jesus says, I forgive you. And this other man, he says, one of the criminals who were hanged railed at him saying, are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him saying, do not fear God since you were 
since you are under the same sentence of condemnation, and we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward for our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Oh man, I'm about to start crying right now, dude. Dude, it's so good. But I love it because this man who the world, again, the world had deemed this person to die because of what they had done wrong. And Jesus looks at this man and he says, you have asked for forgiveness. You have said, Lord, Lord, I have done wrong against you, but I repent. And I I want this relationship. And Jesus says, yes. He says, you will be with me in paradise today. Mm -hmm. That is love. That is care. That that shows how much Jesus loves his creation, loves the people around him so much so that the people that mock him, he forgives. Mm -hmm. So much that the people who make fun of him and are beside him near death, Jesus says, you're mine. I love you. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Um, and you, this actually creates a few points. We, we want to talk about now um, our call to forgive others. One of the things, like, we can just take the passion story there. Um, one of the things Jesus says uh, in the Sermon on the Mount is pray uh, for your enemies, right? Mm. Um, pray for those who hurt you. Um, and what did Jesus do to those people? for those people who hurt him the most he he prayed to the father right he said father forgive them like jesus like there are so many commands in the bible ways mm-hmm. we're supposed to live yeah you look to jesus he is our perfect example of every one of those and one of the hardest i believe genuinely is to pray for your enemies mm-hmm. um because there's not enemy in like that childish sense of like yeah. oh i just want to be like you know it's not like a rival um a, a friendly um competition that's not an enemy an enemy is the person who has hurt you most in the world an enemy is the one who has like who who like as like messed your life up. An enemy is the one who kicks you when you're down. An enemy is the one who has abused you. Like those are enemies. Enemies are the ones for Jesus who um were pursuing him his whole ministry, trying to undermine him, who tried to um destroy his teaching, who tried to say he was possessed by a demon, who tried to destroy his credibility, and then who in the end arrested him, turned his own disciples and friends against him, yeah, whipped him, beat him, put him on a criminal's cross and mocked and spat on him. Mm-hmm. Like that's about as bad as you can get physical abuse physical torture um mockery betrayal like those are some of the and then finally like a torturous murderous death those are like those are the worst things that can happen to somebody and jesus like jesus jesus didn't just preach it right he he practiced it too Mm -hmm. he prayed father forgive them for they do not know what they do um and so we what are we told to do we are told to love our neighbor as ourselves. we're told to pray for enemies to forgive all for justice is the lord's right i mean i like i mean let's be honest about this i don't follow that perfectly at all there are people who have hurt me terribly who i've treated very very badly because they deserved it right or at least it felt like they deserved it um I mean, even the Old Testament, right? Like an eye for an eye, right? Like that that was like that seems like a fair way of doing justice. You get exactly what you've done to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but God says, I will do justice. And it's like, what do you, like what do you mean? What do you mean you're gonna do? What about like um what was it Jeffrey Dahmer, the who came to Christ in prison? 
Oh, I don't know. I think so. it must have. It was him, or like you know, we can just take like a general, like serial killer, right? I think Jeffrey Dahmer um, became a believer in prison, or at least claim, professed to be a believer, right? And I'm not going to be one to say, well, you know, you're not. Um, anyways, like take a serial killer who's done unspeakable things to people. He comes to Christ. Now it's like, oh well, God just forgave him. Justice isn't being done to him. And I think we need to pause and. Like, do, do we actually understand the gospel? First, anybody who doesn't come to Christ receives the full wrath of God for their sin. Mm-hmm. So anybody who isn't a believer, like anything they've done in this life will be punished one day. So we don't need to worry about that. Um, and what about people who are believers who've done evil, evil things like Paul? Paul did evil things before he became a believer. He persecuted the church. He killed Christians. Jeffrey Dahmer, um, like murdered like eight did un like unspeakable things to people um like him now now what god just like it's just fine it just goes nowhere god doesn't like you know god can forgive me sure i'm fine but like somebody evil like that it's a bad perspective first of all you're pretty <laughs> bad too um i think we're misunderstanding the gospel though um god for god's forgiveness doesn't mean his wrath disappears it means it was poured out on jesus mm-hmm. right um like Galatians, he bore sin, became a curse, hung on the cursed tree. Um, our sin and the pun- like the wages of sin is death, right? But the free gift of God is eternal life. Um, God being just can't just, or, and very actively does not just write off our sin, says, mm-hmm. oh, you're fine, you can keep going. Um, no, that's that's why the propitiation of Jesus, that word propitiation means a sacrifice to turn away the wrath of mm-hmm. God. Wrath is coming for all of humanity because we are at war with God, we naturally hate God, we sin against God. That's why Jesus died. The wages of sin is death, Jesus bore that. Jesus died so horrifically, he took on the wrath of God so that for believers, for God's chosen people, we would not have to bear that wrath. So we so you know one of those one of those tension points around forgiveness of like how could God just forgive people who have done such terrible things is God doesn't just forgive anybody. His wrath is satisfied. It's either satisfied with us eternally in hell or it was satisfied with Jesus on the cross. The most innocent man god himself perfect in every way died the most terrible way you can imagine um and so god's wrath was satisfied there so if you know when when if i'm um experiencing something with a believer right a a, genuinely a brother sister in christ and as believers we can still sin and we can do horrible things i've known my brothers and sisters who who have done very 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 bad things and in my heart i'm like i i just i don't want to be around them i hate them how could they do something like that and then i read the bible and first of all god convicts me that i'm pretty bad too um and then he says like then jesus speaks to me in the most profound way he's like was like why do you cheapen my death like that don't you know how much I paid for them? Mm-hmm. I love them and I paid for them just as much as I paid for you. Mm-hmm. And I, I, that hits me and I'm like, oh my word. Like for, I, first, I just like, I just, I'm like, God, I'm sorry for, for not loving my brother and sister. I'm sorry for not realizing the magnitude of what you've done for me. I'm sorry for not realizing how much you love them. 
Think of the good Samaritan and the Jewish man and all the people who walked by him. Then it's the Samaritan, these people who are diametrically opposed, these enemies, and he stops and loves him. Um, and so we're called for, that's what forgiveness means, right? It's loving the people who are so different from us, the people who so do not deserve it, people who've been rejected by everybody else. Um, we are called to forgive. We are called to love. And, you know, like, like you know, that doesn't, that doesn't mean you just... Um, Like, let's say, you know, we, we can we can take this into difficult places because I'm not saying this is always easy. Like some people have been abused by people, mm -hmm. right? Like in really horrific ways. Um, and am I, am I, are we saying like, you know, just forgive them, like just shrug it off. It doesn't matter. No, I like that. That's, I've never experienced that. I don't know how, like, I cannot imagine mm -hmm. what that would be like. I cannot imagine how difficult that would be. And I, by myself would never tell you to pray for that person or to try to love that yeah. person or to seek to forgive them. But I'm saying. God is asking you to mm -hmm. partly because it's so healthy for your own soul, right? Like mm -hmm. forgiveness heals you. Do not let the sun go down in your anger, lest the enemy gain a foothold in you. Forgiveness is, is this healing thing, right? Holding on to anger and bitterness, however justified they may be, right? I'm not saying like it's wrong. Like, like of, I, I totally understand that anger at somebody who's hurt you in that horrific kind of way. Um, and I, I, I cannot speak from experience of, of how to work through that. I, I can't even begin to imagine how difficult that would be. I'm just saying, like, they will receive their just punishment. Or if, they're, if they become a believer, or if they are a believer, like, Jesus bore their just punishment. Um, and so, our job is to pray for those people. Our job is to love those people. I think, I mean, let's turn to Acts, Quinn, and then I'll toss this over to you yeah. on that idea of like, God calls us to imitate him, right? So part of imitating God is forgiving people uh, like um, when they least deserve it, as God forgives us when we least deserve it. What Like Jesus showed his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, he died on the cross, right? And then let's just look to Acts, which is very quickly mm -hmm. after the resurrection. Um, Stephen a young believer performing signs and miracles like Jesus was pulled before the courts like Jesus and was stoned to death, was, was um, murdered in a torturous criminal way like Jesus. What did he do with his last breath? Lord, do not hold this sin against them, right? Stephen took that command seriously. He took the example of Jesus. I'm sure those words of Jesus were like, echoed far and wide by the church. Like our Messiah said this in his last breath. Mm -hmm. Stephen clearly heard that and in his last breath was imitating his Messiah, his Christ, his God. And so he to his to the Father in his last voice said, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. Um so I just like give me give me your thoughts on our role of in forgiveness, Quinn, and mm -hmm. how that works. Because it's hard a lot of it the time. is. It is very hard, and sometimes it feels like forgiveness is is impossible. Yeah. Um. And again, I I haven't experienced that, but I've I've heard stories, and I've 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 heard things where it's like, man, I I feel like I just can't forgive this person. And there's this thing that I was listening to this sermon on forgiveness, and this guy, he talked about the cycle of forgiveness. Mm. Um. And the way he described it is, God forgave us. He loved us so much that he forgave us but he also called us to go out and forgive. It's it's this continuing thing of God forgives us, we're to forgive them. Yeah. And again, I'm not saying it's gonna be easy. Yeah. It. I, I also don't know everybody's story. Yeah. I, I don't know who has hurt you yeah. or what's been done to you, yeah. but I also wanna let you know that 
God still loves you. Mm-hmm. He still cares for you, no matter what you've done, where you've been, or mm-hmm. what's been done to you. There is love and grace for you, yeah. and there is still forgiveness. Yes, absolutely. And that, and and part of the reason I love doing this episode is I think so often we forget those simple truths. Mm-hmm. I think we so often forget that God still loves me. Yeah. God still forgives me. And instead we go to the deeper things, and those are good, but I think sometimes it's nice to peel it back and take a look at, man, what does forgiveness actually mean? Yeah. How have I been forgiven? How are we supposed to forgive others? And yeah, I think forgiveness, like I said, it can be hard. It can be challenging. It's what we're called to do, but it, it also doesn't mean you have to forgive on your own. Mm. Sometimes you've been hurt so badly that you're like, God, I actually can't forgive this person right now, mm. but will you help me to forgive them? Yeah. And it's in that moment that God's like, yeah. Mm. And, and he'll help you work through that. And he'll help you forgive that person. Yeah. That's good. Do you want to, you've got to, I mean, this is like, I, I remember the first time I read The Hiding Place and it's, I've read it like three or four times since then. Mm-hmm. The story of Corey Ten Boom in World War II. Um, and you and I were talking when we were talking about this episode, like you, you brought up um, mm-hmm. her story there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about it or. Yeah, yeah. I kind of wrote some stuff down on this, and this is part of where I'm coming from and some of the things I just said. But yeah. essentially, I actually haven't read The Hiding Place. Mm-hmm. I just heard it, um, her kind of story in this. Yeah. But um, essentially, in the 1940s, Corey Ten Boom's family they were uh, smuggling Jews into their house. Yeah, yeah, protecting Jews. Um, yeah. and so in the 1940s, they got caught, and so she ended up. Her and her sister ended up. Betsy ended up going to a concentration camp. Yeah. Um, and they they were there for a couple of years. They were there for a while. And mm-hmm. during that time when they were in the concentration camp, her sister Betsy passed away in the concentration camp. Yeah. Um, and and then the war was was over eventually and um, Corey Ten Boom had made it out. So she got to go free and, and live her life. And what she wanted to do is she wanted to talk about her experiences in the concentration camp and yeah. things that happened. And so in 1947, she was preaching at a church in Munich. And that morning she was speaking on forgiveness. Yeah. And she shared some of her story of what had happened. And then um, she was standing at the front after the service and this man walks up to her. And, and she said that she saw this man and her blood went cold. This was a man who had haunted her from her times at the concentration camp. And this man was in charge of her and her sister and a bunch of other people at the camp. He was someone who would watch them while they showered. He, um, and yeah, the, the room was huge with his overhead lights and there was just clothes on the floor in shame as they had to walk naked past this man. Mm. This was very terrible. And her sister had passed away in this camp. And she saw this man. And this man was now putting out his hand to shake hers. And he said to her, all of our sins are at the bottom of the sea. I, who had spoken on forgiveness, didn't know what to do or what to say, she said. He said that he had, he said that he had heard she went to the crow's nest, which is where he was a guard. And he said that he knows God forgives, but I would like to hear it from your lips as well, he said. Mm-hmm. And he said, will you forgive me? And he reached out his hand. And I stood there. I who sins, who had be- again and again been forgiven by God, and I could not forgive the man and who, w- who worked where my sister had died. And could he erase her death by saying one word? And so in that moment, she remembered 
that forgiveness is an act of the will and not a feeling or an emotion. I can lift my hand, she said, but God, you have to do the rest. She said the current started in her shoulder and it was a power that she couldn't quite comprehend. And in that moment, there was a healing power that filled her whole body. I forgive you, my brother, I cried, and I forgive you with all my heart. She said, I had never known God's love so intensely as I had before. What a powerful story. What are your thoughts, Chase? It blows my mind. I've heard it so many times and it it just shakes me every time I hear it, right? Um, like her, like just, oh, just the way she breaks down that moment of forgiveness. Um, and the she calls him brother, mm-hmm. right? Like this this Nazi who worked at the concentration camp where she was imprisoned for years, tortured and abused for years, where her sister died at the hands of these men. She calls him brother. And that's the that's the beauty of the gospel, right? Like what love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. Um so what what does forgiveness mean for us? End of show thoughts here. Um forgiveness means imitating Christ in the in the most difficult way possible right like like uh, like the triumph of the gospel in so many ways right like the cross the sign of like love and wrath and justice and perfection meeting each other and forgiveness is, uh, for our forgiving of other people is just an acknowledgement of that of saying god their sin is in your hands. God, if you love them, I will love them. God, if they're your child, they're my brother or my sister. Um, and I love what she said, like forgiveness is an act of the will, not mm-hmm. a feeling, right? Like this is a this is a choice we can make. We might not feel those things, but we choose despite our feelings and we keep choosing and we allow God to fill in the rest. And that's just so, so beautiful to me. Um, anything else you want to say just to sum it up? Yeah. I think something that kind of hit me as we were going through this is that um, Jesus forgives us and he loves us when we're at our worst. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we're called to do that as well. Yeah. No matter how hard it is when, when this person's at their worst and and they've hurt us, it's like, man, I I'm, I'm down in the dumps right now, but I'm actually choosing to love you and forgive you Yeah. because it's not, it's not how you feel in the moment. Yeah. It's, it's about, this is what God has done. Yeah. And this is what, what I know I'm called to do. Mm-hmm. And, and when you do, it's like Corey Ten Boom said, she said, you, f- you know this love is real. and You, you feel this, uh, almost a weight probably lifted off your shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. Beautiful, man. Forgiveness. We could keep going on for a long time about it, but I think we'll wrap it up there. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, whatever you guys are listening on, um, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, we'd love it if you guys would follow the show and leave a review. It's a little thing, but it helps a lot. It's a very uh, easy, free way for you guys just to support us. Uh, check us out on Instagram. Uh, we'll have all our updates uh, on that platform. Um, some fun stuff we're doing. Um, yeah. So just stay in touch and we'll see you guys later. See ya.